Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, and welcome to the Bama Beat Basketball Podcast from ToddSports.com. I'm Hunter Johnson. I'm joined by Cecil Hurt. A quick word um, about one of our sponsors, and I'm really excited to talk about that, about the sponsor this week. Um, Home Field. Home Field Apparel, it's a premium licensed collegiate apparel brand out of Indianapolis that features incredibly comfortable, officially licensed apparel with vintage college designs. And like we've talked about, they go, they don't just take the regular basic logos. They go through the, through the archives, and some big news, they are supposed to be doing an Alabama basketball shirt. It'll be a throwback Alabama basketball logo. Really, really excited about it. I've been pushing them to do it for a while. It pissed me off that Auburn had a basketball shirt, and we didn't. Um, so we're going to have a basketball shirt soon. Um, they're working on that now. Hopefully we'll have it in the next couple of weeks. So go to homefieldapparel.com and use the promo code Bama beat at checkout and you'll get 20% off of your first order. Again, that's promo code Bama beat at homefieldapparel.com. We're going to be working on hopefully getting a Bama beat promo for the basketball t-shirt as well. So welcome in Cecil. Cecil, how we doing? I'm good. Back from Baton Rouge. Yeah, a, a pretty a pretty good trip. And I know, like, we talked last week about how, like, man, it's th- how great things are. And, like, I just don't know if they can get any better. Well, <laughs> they, have cert- they have gotten even better. Yeah, expectations are, are going to be high. Um, but it's you win by 31 on Saturday at home. You go on the road and win by 30 against uh, top 50 teams. And that's, that's going to do it for you. So, yeah. I don't know that, it, that last week could have gone any better. You play an Arkansas. I don't, I don't know how you could have played any better. Yeah, you play an Arkansas team that you have struggled with, haven't beaten since 2014, um, and just never, never trail. Just you know, within the about the 19 minute mark, winning a 22 to three run. Um, so you're up, you know, 22 to 22 to five at the right. 10 minute mark, and so you've kind of got yourself in a good situation. Um. Yeah, you're up 22 to five, and and they're not. Uh, th- then you come out and start the start the second half really hot. You know that's that's where you with some previous Alabama teams, including last year's, you look for a lull um, coming out in that second half, and and didn't have it. Um, you know, scored what 35 points in the first 10 minutes of the second half. Correct. So. So um, helped out by a fourteen to two run, right? Um, so so you know pretty pretty comfortable win against an Arkansas team that that um, showed last night that they're still a capable team. So uh, that was a good start, and then off to Baton Rouge for a Tuesday nighter. Well, let's, let's talk team, little, against a team that had not lost at home. So let's talk a little bit more about this Arkansas game, though. Um, the, it was one of those games, and me and Cecil talked about this post-game on the phone. Um, it would have been amazing to have a packed Coleman Coliseum for this game. And it would have been packed if, if yeah. in a non-COVID situation, you'd had 15,000 people in there. Because, you know, excitement, people are – before this week, people were already getting excited 
more excited about this basketball team. If you would have had 15,000 people there, there was a, a three that uh, that Petty hit um, it, it, on that run in the first half. The building would have exploded on. would have been right. unbelievable. Um, so it, 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 you know, it stinks that we can't have that. But it still was a pretty good atmosphere, I felt like, in Coleman. Um, again, what this team is doing so well and what they didn't do well last year is defending their asses off. They were so active in passing lanes. Um, we're turning, turned Arkansas over 18 times. Uh, Arkansas only had eight assists. Really, the only factor for Arkansas in this game was Moses Moody. Yeah, and I asked Oates about that after the game, and he said it wasn't a case where – you know, they were going to give him his and, and shut everybody else down. That's what the box score looks like. Um, but they, they just – they did shut down the rest of Arkansas's um, guys. I think I think Note made one three-pointer. That was – they only made – Arkansas only made four three-pointers. They've got to three, have more than that. And three of them were by Moses Moody. Three, three were Moody. Um, and, and almost had a double-double. He had nine rebounds. Um so, and, and is a good player, a, a freshman, mm-hmm. and a really good player. So, uh, but really took everybody else out of the game, basically defensively. I, I don't know that anybody else on on our, they, they had some some terrible plus minuses, some terrible offensive ratings for some guys who aren't bad players. You know, Jalen mm-hmm. Tate and Desi Sills and those guys. So, um. Really good defensive effort. Really good. Uh, able to get some guys some bench off the bench some time. Darius Miles, um, I, I thought, played pretty well. Uh, played mm-hmm. 13 minutes, scored eight points. And uh, Jawan Gary played eight minutes and scored nine points and three rebounds. So that helps. But it's the core. You know, it's obviously the core group of, of – six, seven guys, and then, you know, supplementing that with, with who they can. And with the style that Arkansas plays, they don't – they weren't playing Vanover. Um, so it allowed yeah, them play, to, yeah. to play to play a lot smaller than even normal. So you had Herb play in the five some. You had Gary play in the five a little bit. We went a little bit smaller because Arkansas allowed it. Um, a good Another good shooting day from Alabama. Alabama shot um, 41% from three, highlighted by – John Petty, who's just on a freaking tear. Uh, well, yeah. this, he was cold this night compared to how he was on Tuesday. <laughs> but uh, five of nine for three. Uh, also got you know had a couple of rebounds. You know, Primo did not shoot it exceptionally well in this game. He only had three points um, over three from three. But I thought did some other things. Obviously defended very well. Played twenty four minutes. Had five rebounds, three assists. So started to do some other things for us. Yeah, and also the dunk of the year so far. I think for. Yeah, on Ambrose Field. Too. Oh, absolutely. Have it right in front of me. Uh, it was it was incredible. Vanover <laughs> uh, only plays three minutes and just gets obliterated. <laughs> and it, I don't even think it was a full three minutes. Kim Palm in the box score says three minutes. I don't think he played right. that much. Right. Um, well, he, uh, he had to have he had to have the rim removed from. And I like the Vanovers. They're a nice family. Um, Connor's brother went to Alabama. In the band, yeah. Yeah, in the band, and and um, but just. Wasn't you know wasn't a game that he was suited for and was on the floor at the wrong time because Keon Ambrose Hilton just just facialed him. That was a great and it was a good a nice setup play. Just set a little screen um, on the inbound play and he was I mean he was wide open for it and then Vanover got there late and you can't get there late. I mean he 
he might should have made a business decision just to let Keon Emerson have that one. <laughs> yeah, have the little dunk, yeah. Yeah, you, you go ahead and just take that one, big fella. So, um, but yeah, all in all, a fun game. Um, you know, I, I enjoyed, you know, Britton Johnson gets a three at the end of the game. That was, you know, it was just, it was just a fun, all, Jawan Gary getting a three. I heard Oates did a podcast this week, if you haven't listened to it, with uh, um, Jeff Goodman and Robbie Hummel. And was kind of talking about our style and that everybody on this team can shoot threes. They are allowed to shoot threes. And he said, that, you know, if we have one guy who's probably like our worst three-point shooter, the one we probably want him taking the least, but yet still can, it's probably Jawan Gary. Well, then Jawan Gary knocks one down. Right. Uh, his only three-point attempt knocks it down. He's, he was 4-4 four, four from the field. Had a really – played very, very well. Um, so, yeah, just all around great games. So, people, you know, you're getting more excited. I know me personally, I'm thinking, all right, we're, we're – Let's see. We're at that point. We were six and zero. Oh. So if you're going down to Baton Rouge, playing the second best team in the SEC, yeah, uh, in, 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 at least according to you know the standings right now. But we're picked by some people to win the league. They have them. I mean, they're super, super talented. Yeah, and they've got two losses. One's at Florida, which you know that's a, a tough situation sometimes. And then the other ones against St. Louis, who's ranked. You know, right. Um. And and they've got that core group of guys, um, Smart, Watford, and Days, and then they're playing a couple of freshmen. And going um, down there, a place we haven't won since I believe Will Wade's first year. I think we won right. down there. So yeah, Will, I'm trying. I'm trying to remember. It's the game where Will pitched a fit, but then he he pitches a fit every game. So yeah, he pitched a fit to get a technical. He, what's he, what's good, that? What's that technical rules, about? Man. What, what's that technical about in the second half? Who's he yeah. on? You know, who's he, what's he riding Terry Ogilvy about? You know, right. that's yeah. uh, just the last just, win down there was in 2018. Um, beat him 74 66 on January 13th. Um, so yeah, go down there and I mean, I, I, this was, I mean, to, I had, I even had a buddy come down from Birmingham just to watch the game with me just because, I mean, there was to, to steal a line from, from, John Rossi, there was like a palpable buzz around this game. This is the biggest basketball game of the night in in the country. So right. People were were there were eyes on this basketball game, right. and you know people were expecting it to be a you know really hard fought close game. Yeah, be like the Auburn game was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. High scoring affair and buddy, it was. I mean, it was a high scoring affair. It was not, it was <laughs> not, if you were looking for a good basketball game, you you'd not get one. At least if you're not no. an Alabama fan. Um, no, it. it uh, the first, you know, it, it was. It, I won't say it was over in the first four minutes, although they were wobbling pretty good. But but when it hit thirty to eight, um, with about midway through the half, that was that was kind of it. And that's not any taking away anything from what Alabama did. You know, to shoot to shoot twenty three of forty three from three is amazing. Um, but LSU's. That they're they're not really built to come back like that, and um, I thought they played out the string a little bit. I, yeah, I don't want to say they quit, but they kind of just like played out the string. Yeah. I think is the best way to put it. Yeah. So Petty um, comes out. Petty opens up. What was it? Was it five of five or six of six? Five of five. five I mean, I'm just, still laugh. I'm still laughing about that fifth one. Oh, uh, the one where he, he leaned and started talking crap to the. Like, well, he's he's 
He's he's in the opposite corner from the LSU bench. No, yeah. LSU bench into the floor. He's on the opposite side of the floor, and his set three from the corner, and just ball in the air, and he just starts walking. Oh, yeah, you know, just walking like, hey, here we go. And yeah, there was some, there was some jawing, and and I'm I'm not going to sit here and pretend that that. Um, Will Wade's the most popular coach in the SEC, and I'll leave it at that. But also with with Trendon Watford, who um, was okay. You know, he had eleven points and eight rebounds, and he had and, a couple of tough takes in the first half. I thought, yeah, in the first half, and and you know he's not going to step out and hit a bunch of threes and bring you back in a game like that. But um, for better or worse, and, and this is not getting into any side issues. Trendon is known. Alex Reese for since he was in the eighth grade. Antoine right. Petway, Herb Jones, you know they played AAU together. They they know each other. Petty too. Petty, um, you know any of the Alabama kids, and and so um, some of the jawing and some of the back and forth that goes back, and it's not necessarily it's it's, it's kind of friendly. It's like you, yeah, it's right. It's it's not, um, you know, where, where a guy's really trying to show another guy up, you know. But um, when when the other team is coming in and they are um, swaggering all over your gym, you know, you, I think trending. I think I think that eases over into some frustration. Yeah, and, I'm sure. I, I think so. I think uh, because he did intentionally or not intentionally, he, he popped Reese pretty good in the, in the mouth. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and Reese wasn't going to, you know. Now, and, and again, Reese has known him. You know, they grew up playing ball around Birmingham, and you know, Reese has known him a long time. Um, and I, I think Reese said something that. that he wasn't going to take it anymore, you know. And and, th- and that's kind of been a development on this team. You, yeah. Reese kind of had the reputation for kind of being a little. I mean, I hate to say this about the guy, but he was a little soft. And right. Reese isn't soft this year. Reese kind of. I don't want to say like necessarily killer instinct, but like that dude, like he's not backing down from anybody. And no. Th- this would be an, uh, an example of that. Yeah. Just just um, still waiting on Reese to have that that game if it's. <laughs> They they set the SEC three point record despite pulling the starters with with eight minutes to play. You know, and, and Reese Miles, even hit one. Miles played nine minutes. Keon Ambrose played nine minutes. Gary played eight. Kendall Wall, you know, played eight minutes. So got a nice block. Yeah, um, you, um, you get but, Britain and but, Britain and Tyler both played from the under four. And and they got the SEC record with Darius Miles hitting mm-hmm. two threes. Only only. <laughs> Amazingly enough, you know, only five guys hit threes. Yeah. Um, Herb, so, Herb hit one, and Miles hit two, and then it was all, um, it was 20 from Quinterly Primo, who, who um, shot it amazingly well, and, and Petty. So, and if you had told me before the game that you're going to break the three-point shooting record without Jaden Shackelford hitting a three, I would have told you yeah. you were nuts. But Shackelford, again, and he's been doing this a lot lately, does – his his shot wasn't falling. He only took three. 
but other mm-hmm. guys were making them. So why is he going to keep? Why is he going to take them when he knows when he can facilitate other guys? Yeah, and right. Ta- ends ta- up ta- and has eight has eight assists. Yeah, takes the ball to the rim. You know, gets gets um gets six points that way, but has eight assists and and defends pretty well. And then another um, just solid line from Herb. Yeah. Herb with 13 points, three of three from the field, one of three from three, four of four in the line, three boards, five assists, um, gets a steal. Uh, just another just solid performance from him. And also, yeah. just, as always, played good defense. Yeah, and and um, you know, again, you 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 look over on their line, and and Cameron Thomas has. 21 points, but he's one of six from three. You know, he's he's five eleven, and that's Petty and Herb. You know, this is a guy that's the leading scorer in the SEC. He turns it over five times. You know, um, he's one for six from three. That so so they're doing their you know his his O ratings under a hundred. So they're they're doing their job on that guy, and and um, you know they're able to switch and and guard guys like that and. Um, so the usual good job defensively from them. And then Quinterly, first of all, was on fire. He hit from the three. moment he gets out there, he's on fire. And, and he hits a three from the logo uh-huh. at one point. It's funny. We were talking about this. He, he, uh, he's six for seven from three, six for seven now. And the one he missed was the most wide open one of the seven. He took too long. Well, he the, hesitated. Yeah, he hesitated, and then he th- and so he starts he starts <laughs> jawing a little bit. He's jawing at himself. You know, he's mad at himself for not getting that one down because um, he wanted to go seven for seven, I think, and or or not miss one for the night. Um, but just dominated, just dominated LSU um, from from the very outset what crowd there was they, they took that out immediately um although the, the funniest the loudest the crowds were during the night at least in the first half was like when petty finally missed a three there was like some sarcastic applause like hey they missed one yeah and and one guy that we we sometimes we we are a little critical of i was about and, to bring him up i was about to I was okay about to i'll let you that. i'll let you go james rojas Really, really good. Only, only didn't even score a point. But didn't, didn't, didn't even take, take a, a shot. shot. Didn't take a but shot. Seven boards, three blocks, um, has an assist, no turnovers. Uh, got got hit in the mouth one time. Um, yeah. and came back from that. So yeah, like props to Jimmy Rojas. Yeah, that's you know you'll. <laughs> I think he's starting to understand that the coaches will take that line from him. We want that. That's what I want from him. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm cool with him also, like, taking a three, like, every, if a spot three, because I, I know he can make that shot. Right. Um, but, yeah. But but so. against their rebounders, their offensive rebounders, and to get seven defensive boards and block three shots, um, that, that's a heck of an effort for me. I mean, and the, the fact that we out-rebounded them, I mean, it wasn't by a ton, but out-rebounded them by three. Yeah. Yeah, and, and you know that's their game is to right. to dominate you and score second chance. But points. you know, one way that you can remedy that is, you know, we only have nine offensive rebounds. We didn't miss many shots. So if you don't, if you're not missing ton shots, you're yeah. not an opportunity oh, for offensive rebounds. Yeah. Talking to Nate Oates after the game, it, it, that was one of the points he made was uh, 
they do want to get stuff off transition and boards and so forth. And they're taking the ball first half. They're taking the ball out of the net every time, you know? And so, so they're having to attack the set defense. Um, they, they don't have the Tremont waters kind of point guard, you know, I mean, they, they've got, um, yeah, smart does it a little bit, a little bit like Alabama's point guard situation, except no yeah. Quinn early, no Quinn early. So, uh, anyway, um, it, it was a, a bad, ended up being a bad matchup for LSU. You know, LSU will play better. They come in to Coleman, um, next month and they'll play better, but, um, yeah, I don't know how the matchups are, are going to go. They come. I mean, it's it's pretty quick. Two weeks, I guess. Yeah, and they'll be here. It was kind of surprising that uh, that Will Wade left his starters in for as long as he did because the game was over. Um, and so that was kind of surprising. But it did allow for what I thought had to be a special moment for Trenton Watford when he uh, when. When he is, he fouls Britton Johnson, his <laughs> classmate. I'm sure that he always dreamed of you know being down by 30 in his own gym and Alabama having the walk-ons in and him getting to foul his high school teammate Britton Johnson. So it had to be a very special moment for Trendon and the entire Watford family. Yeah, interesting game, and we're going to talk after the break about the SEC. But um, they're at Kentucky on Saturday, and that's an interesting game. Yeah, because you wonder how – we'll, yeah, we'll talk more about the rest of the SEC in yeah. a second. So we're going to take a quick break. Um, this is the Bama Beat Podcast brought to you by Wickles Pickles and Homefield Apparel. Welcome back to the Bama Beat Basketball Podcast brought to you by Wickles Pickles. A quick word on Wickles. Wickles, wickedly delicious pickles, relishes, okra, and much more. Wickles are proud to be Alabama-owned and made using a family recipe 90 years in the making. From, nine, from Saturday sandwiches to Christmas dinner, their secret recipe used to be reserved for family and friends who were lucky enough to get a jar. But since 1998, they've been bringing the sweet, heat, and bold and tangy recipes into your home. Learn more about them at wicklespickles.com and find them in your local store in the pickle aisle. Let's get wicked. Speaking of Wickles, Brett Hudson, you know, we do a baseball podcast every year. Before the season, we always have Coach Bohannon on. And um, last year we did it in the studio, and I, whenever we have a guest on the podcast, I always give him a jar of Wickles Pickles. Well, uh, Brett texted me, um, I guess it was yesterday, I was like, I just talked to Bohan, and he said he's not doing the podcast unless he, unless he gets a jar of Wickles, so I'm going to have to make sure that I get Coach <laughs> Bohan and his Wickles. All right, so um, kind of looking around, you know, in this segment, I kind of want to talk about where Alabama stands in terms of NCAA tournament. I know it's early, but we're still going to talk about it because we get to. Um, and kind of just the SEC, how the SEC is looking right now. So first of all, um, from just like a you know, macro level on the NCAA tournament, right now Alabama's kind of looking at you know with you know you're seven and zero in the league, you have some quality wins. You know in terms of the quadrants, you your worst loss would be Western Kentucky. That's a quadrant three, but you're four and one against quadrant one. You're five and one against quadrant two. Um, shout out to Furman for playing really well and. They're 62 in the net. That's really appreciate them for doing that. Um, so they're a quadrant two. Um, so you, you have a pretty pretty good resume. So you, I mean, I've seen Bama listed at some places as high as as good as a two seed. Lenardi has Bama as a two now, um, but then some like Palm. I think Palm's always a hater anyway. Palm has us at five. <laughs> um, so you, but you, you're you're putting yourself in a really good position. Yes, you're you're. 
two, three, you know, a lot, lot of basketball to be played, but we're talking about picture in time, you know, taking today, um, you know, January 21st, uh, a two or a three. Right. And you look at this, the kind of the remaining schedule for Alabama. Well, first of all, Alabama's played the toughest um, of, of all the teams in the league. Alabama has the toughest strength of schedule. We played the toughest league schedule thus far. So by that token, it's going to get easier. Um, but to go undefeated against that is just remarkable. And I heard this stat. I was listening to Aaron Torres's podcast this morning. And at the beginning of the year, Alabama was picked to finish fifth in the league. Right. And of these seven wins, they've been against the team that was picked to finish first, second, third, fourth, sixth, and seventh. That's yeah, the, the come against. The Ken Palm projection um, for an undefeated SEC season is 6.6%. And I would so say the, that's about fair. Yeah. Not, not, impo- not impossible, but, you know, a, a, not a tremendous shot. And I, obviously, with each win, that goes up. You know, and that, and that pong projection is also including that road game against Oklahoma. So that, no, this is, for, this is for undefeated in the conference. They, have, they don't have oh, a chance. Oh, is that the only conference? Okay, gotcha. gotcha. Yeah, they, they, don't, they don't have a chance of, of going undefeated non-conference, clearly. But in the conference, they've got a six point six chance of six point six percent chance of running the table, which to have any chance at all is amazing. Nice, yeah. Seven games in, Um, tough games remaining. They're all tough. I mean, I don't know why we talked about this because Mississippi State and Ole Miss played simultaneously to Alabama and um, LSU, so that was the only game I didn't get to. See, and I and you know it's in Starkville, and Ole Miss just kind of blows them out. The yeah. Um, and, and particularly at the end, I don't know if State struggled, if Howland berated them, you know how that went, but um, they only scored five points in the last ten minutes, so it went. Yeah, from, Ole Miss ended the game on an eighteen to three run. Yeah. So so. Um, Damn, I just realized they only scored forty six points. <laughs> forty six points, yeah. That was us um, at like the that was us at like the five minute mark for the first half. <laughs> well, and that's a little bit of an issue for them. Um, right, and we'll talk about that when we when we preview Mississippi yeah. State. Yeah, um, but, but um, I would say the the toughest games remaining would be conference. Oklahoma, Oklahoma is going to be tough. It's a big for game. sure. Yeah, it's a big game. Right now, um, that's it. That, Kim Palm projects Alabama to win that game, but it's 77-76. So a one-point game, like, that's going to be tough. Um, right. And they're, they're number 25 in Kim Palm. I would say the, the toughest. The one, Go ahead. The one thing I'm going to say about Kim, and, and I'm sure his program's adjusting for this, but home court advantage is not what it was in other years. Um, and, and I think Alabama's benefited from that in some ways. You know, For sure, and, packed, and we'll it would have been to. a packed house. You know, Tennessee was in the top ten. It would have been a packed house up there. Um, Auburn would have been a, a madhouse in the stretch of that game. Um, Kentucky would have been different. I don't know that Kentucky could have beaten Alabama, but it would have been a different, a different road game. And LSU would have been different. Now, taking nothing away from success, I, I don't. Yeah. You know, you play what's actual- in front of you. 
for an actual data point on that, this year right. in, in conference play, home teams have won 55% of games. Right, right. Whereas and I last, think that's – Last yeah. year, home teams won 66% of games. Right. So significant. It, and, and I think that different. pendulum swings both ways. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I think it's more possible that somebody could come into Coleman – you know, and Alabama's had troubles in February. I know this sure. is a different team, but um, but so I would say conference-wise, at Missouri is going to be tough. They're they're playing pretty well. Um, at Arkansas, at Arkansas, I still think we match up well with tough. them, but that's also they're going to be pissed. Um, there's no love lost between those two coaching staffs, um, and I, I don't know that. We didn't make it worse a little bit. I just we were, but that's what Oates does. If you're still trying to score, we're still trying. We're going to try to score. Um, right. If you got if you got your dudes in, we're going to we might put our walk-ons in, but we're going to still try to score. Right. Um. And so, I they, you know they, I'm sure they'll be pumped up for that game after the beatdown that we put on them. As and yeah. LSU will be the same way coming in. But really, those two things, those are the you know right now Kim Palm projects 16 and two, and I'd say if you were going to pick out two. At Arkansas, at Missouri would be your, your top picks. Those are the only – so Alabama – Kim Palmer currently projects of the SEC schedule, we are have at least a 60% winning percentage in every game. Um, and the only two that are in the 60s are Missouri and Arkansas. The rest are like 73% and above. Yeah, but but let me say this. A couple of teams. I know Kentucky, that all Kentucky, Kentucky's coming, coming here, and I watched them. I, I was – able to watch both the games last night um, or listen to them uh, one or the other and um, Kentucky I should have won that game um, at Georgia shoot, man. They, they don't shoot well but they still they turn the ball over and, and if you'll remember Seven. a couple of years ago with, with Herb and, and Herb's gotten much better this is a compliment to Herb but it's not just turning it over. It's turning it over out front, 30 mm-hmm. feet from the basket, where it's a dunk on the other end. Right. We, we, on this podcast, they gave we up. talked about that last year. Kentucky, in a, in a game that was 63 to 62, that was the final, gave up 25 points off turnovers. Yeah. And they turned it, and they turned it over I mean, 17 I mean, times. Yeah. And, which, which, that's bad. But if you're down there and, and you're, you know, you, you get a charge, and that's a turnover, or you, you drop a rebound out of bounds, and they got to play your set defense. That's still one thing. But when they're just running down and dunking it, which Georgia did five times in a, in a one-point game, um, you, you can't – I mean, at, Kentucky doesn't score enough to, to overcome that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, still could have won the game, the, the inbound pass at the end. <laughs> And I guess all credit to Tom Crean. But, you know, the inbound pass at the end, the guy fumbles it. It rolls into the lane, and he's able to pick it up and throw it over his shoulder, and it goes in. So, But Kentucky shouldn't be in that one-point situation there. Right. Uh, so, so they'll be more difficult to play. Uh, when they come back next week, LSU will be more – they'll be difficult to play when they come back. Um, so don't, don't started- just – don't just immediately chalk those. Oh, beat them on the road. You know those are all. Get them at home. Right. I started um, watching that game last night, and it was like 
at the under 12, I think it was like nine to, or 10 to nine. I'm like, I'm not watching this crap anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so you, thankfully Cecil called me and like, was like, Hey, it's, it's actually like pretty close now. So I, yeah. I put it on at that point and got to watch the end. Yeah. And then, and then I'm going to set all of any snark or anything. This is just a straight up comment about Auburn. Who's, who's pretty good. Their players, you know, they, they've got a pretty good roster of, of guys. And I thought, um, now, now they did some some bad things to lose a very large lead, 19 point lead, at Arkansas last night. But at the same time, I thought on the last shot where where Arkansas was trying to give the game away, um, I thought Cooper got fouled. With he definitely got left. fouled. I thought he yeah. got fouled. Um, it's just one of the, it's one of the maybe things, maybe you, makes two free throws maybe. Yeah, maybe you just hate to see it. <laughs> so I, you said you weren't going to do snark. I never said yeah. I was going to have a snark. Yeah, but but. But, you know, maybe he makes the two. Maybe he doesn't make the two. But but here's what I don't. That's the last game. That's their last game of the season when they come to Coleman. You know, they will not participate in the postseason. They are not and allowed. They are not eligible for that. So that, not, that loss yeah. last night did not have any effect on their turn on their postseason. No, it didn't. But but I just wonder as their, how their season goes, you know. Is that going to be at, their postseason? Is that their is that their, you know, incredible? Or, and here's why I say that, Hunter. Their closing stretch is at LSU, Florida at home, Tennessee at home, and then Alabama. And so, uh, you know, which game of those you really want to win? And <laughs> they also, they also next week. Um, <laughs> just th- this was. I guess based on their success a couple of years ago, but it's like, oh, by the way, um, you're in the Big 12 Challenge. You know, they they griped, but they weren't in it a few years ago for a couple of years, right? So, so, oh, by the way, you're you're, you know, who their Big 12 Challenge game is? Baylor. Baylor at Baylor. Yeah. So good luck with that. But but they but they're good enough. I mean, they're they're good enough, and they're good enough that you know if. Jared, Jared Butler and Tariq Cooper, that'll be a good matchup to watch. Let's, let's just hypothetically say that Alabama's playing for the SEC championship that day uh, when they play in March. Mm-hmm. You know. um, and that's all Auburn's got left. So that's that's an in, it's at the end of the schedule, I understand. But, um, you know, we're talking about, oh, running the table and doing this and doing that. That's And they are good enough to be – Auburn's good enough with, with – um, Sharif Cooper, they're good enough to beat anybody. Mm-hmm. So, um, well, obviously, hope that we're not playing. Hopefully, we haven't clinched prior. Yeah, to that. we got we've got a long, long time to talk about that game. So we'll talk about Mississippi State. But yeah, um, Mississippi State, it's it. You're not probably not going to have a, a game similar to how uh, the game on Tuesday night or even the game on Saturday. I Mississippi would, State is slow. Yeah, I, mean, I would. They're going to garbage this game. I mean, that's what Howland's always done. Yeah, they're and, and, and tempo, they, adjusted tempo. They're 314th in the country. Right. They have the they have their 302nd in offensive possession length. Um. So they really try to slow it down. Oh, but they it, slow the other it, team down too because they're 288th right. in defensive possession. Right. Right. I mean, that, that, that's what they want to do. They want to play games, you know, in the 60s. Um. They. they now they're they're capable of scoring, you know. But 
you know, they play that A and M game that they lost by one point. That was a you talk about <laughs> watching Kentucky and Georgia last night. Holy mackerel! Watch watch that Mississippi State Texas A and M game. You were probably there for it. Do you remember the A and M game in 2017? It was like one of our last games of the year, right? And it was like 22, 21 at at halftime. Just like a hideous, hideous basketball yeah. game. It kind of reminded and, me of that. And that's what that's what A and M is going to do when Alabama goes to College Station. And it's what yeah, that um, won't be a fun game. And it's what State will try and do um, Saturday. Uh, and, State's and back court. That, State's back court is good. Um, Stewart and Molinar. Uh, I don't know. Um, you know what they and and they played okay, not great. Molinar didn't play great against Ole Miss, but um, you know they just not going to shoot a lot. Stewart can make threes. You, you got to watch Stewart on threes, and then they then they're the usual four or five big guys. You know, Abdul. Molinar can shoot it pretty well too. Yeah, they can. They can. They're not as good as as you know the. Witherspoons and, and right. you know some of the guys that states had recently, but but they're they're fine. Uh, they're they, not deep. They're not deep at all. Um, and, their bigs and, rebound well. They, they do. Uh, they're tenth in the country in offensive rebounding percentage, which is something that Alabama can you know, can struggle with at times. Yeah, Javian Davis will play a little bit. Um, he'd been out, um, but but. He's back. He played 10 minutes against Ole Miss. So, uh, yeah, Alabama's not going to break the three-point record again against the state. The state just won't let it um, fly up and down the court like that. Uh, but state, state shoots by far the lowest percentage of three-pointers versus two-pointers in the league. Just about the lowest in the nation. Um, you know, they're not shooting a bunch of threes and, and running up and down and winging it that way. Um, but, but you know, Ben Howland, maybe more so in the next game in Starkville at the end of the year. But, um, you know, he won't, he won't let his guys uh, play the way LSU played on no. on. Saturday, so a uh, tough game. Again, would be sold out. Five o'clock tip the way you know Alabama's okay. going to know in the league. I was talking to um, one of my buddies, Nick Steed, he's a manager at Innisfree, uh, and we were talking pre. I went up there and had a beer before the game on Saturday, and we were talking about how, like, in a non-pandemic year, Innisfree would have for a, you know two thirty tip. Innisfree would have been packed. You'd have people from Birmingham coming down pre-gaming, like it would have been. It would be the same way this Saturday, and I hate that we're having to get, having to miss out on that, and we're having this basketball team in a pandemic year. But I'm just glad we're getting to watch this basketball team. Um, but yeah, Tuscaloosa would be. There's nothing I enjoy more than like a Saturday big game, going out, having a couple beers before the game, being packed, and then everybody going to the game and celebrating a win after, and Coleman being lit. So. Yeah, yeah, and 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 real quickly on state too. I, I don't want to sound like oh they're terrible. They're, you know, there are some things they do really well. They crash the offensive board really well. They can block shots really well. Um, so you got to be. It's a different kind of matchup for Alabama. You got to make those bigs come out and guard. 
and you've got to not let Stewart and Molinar go off. And like, and Alabama's gotten better with the rebound, rebounding on like defensive rebounding. Um, but that has been something we struggled with. And like I said, Mississippi State number ten in the country in offensive rebounding percentage. So that that'll be something. Yeah, Tolu Smith, um, Abdul, Abdul, Abdul Ladu, yeah. you know, and 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 even the guards, you know, they'll crash um, a little bit and. So, so, um, I mean, and even, Jav- even Javion, you know, even Javion will get in there and get an offensive board. So, right. um, I like Javion. I'm, I do too. I perform yeah. every game except for this one. <laughs> now he's, he's two for 14 for three. So he probably needs to slow that down. And they're, still, let, they're still letting him shoot it. So, um, uh, no, they, Molinar's the guy that they want shooting the threes, um, okay. Stewart and Molinar. Real quick, I'm going to grovel for a second. Um, I currently do not have a ticket to this game on Saturday, so holler at your boy if you have a ticket. I managed to get one for Arkansas. Um, so, yeah, if you have a ticket, hook me up. I might even be willing to trade. I got two to Kentucky so we can talk. So, you got anything else for us, Cecil? No. Um, again, look forward to the to the weekend. Uh, February has, has been so hard on Alabama basketball that I'm, I'm really trying to – to keep things in perspective that it's January and so forth. But it, it's, it's, I think it's nice for everybody that follows Alabama basketball and has followed the ups and downs through the years. By the way, does, does <laughs> um, a shout out to Colin Sexton for last night, by the way, yeah, yeah. Uh, scoring 20 points, the last 20 points by himself and they beat Brooklyn. Uh, but, but it's just, <sighs> Nice to, uh, I think if you're an Alabama fan, it's probably nice to look at Lenardi or Palm or or Bracketology or Busting the Brackets or all the the mini blogs. And your first look at first four in, first four out. Yeah, that's not what you're checking on. So um, see how it goes. Uh, Again, Quick turnaround. We'll do a pod after the Kentucky game before they yep. go out to Oklahoma. And appreciate everybody for listening. Yep. All right. Appreciate it, Cecil. This has been the Bama Beat Basketball Podcast brought to you by Wickles Pickles. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.